I finished my rant and then I couldn't hear anything you said. And then you didn't hear anything I said for a hot minute because I was asking if you were gone. And then you came back in the middle of a rant about Egyptians and peeing. And then you hung up on me. Thanks for joining the Escape With Me book club. Escape with me, Lizzie Sawyer. And me, Sam Reiner. Into our most recent read. Come with us as we evade reality and go into detail about a new book. We're going to be covering it from beginning to end, so remember, there will be spoilers. Today we're going to Victorian England. Published in October 2010, The Body in the Tower is the second installment of the Agency series written by Y.S. Lee. This book begins about a year's time after the end of the first book, Mary having received more training in her role, while unbeknownst to her, James has returned from India due to a bout of malaria. Mary is given an assignment that, if all goes well, may launch the agency forward, possibly even opening opportunities to have a brother branch where boys are brought on to help with jobs. As James and Mary's paths cross again, how can Mary possibly hope to keep the agency secret from him, especially as she now must explain how a lady's companion is now masquerading as a boy on a construction site? So you've read this one before. This is the last one you've read. Yep, because the third one is not uh, an audiobook, and so I haven't read it. Which makes me sad. It deserves all the audiobooks. It does. It's good. That makes me a little worried that she stopped writing because her publisher stopped being supportive in any way. Because don't even have an audiobook, like what, a decade later? I don't know when the third one came out, but I'm going to assume in 2012. No clue. So that just makes me sad. These are good books. <laughs> and I don't think she wrote anything else. Let me double check that. Yeah, that's the only books she's released is these four books. She's so good. And then she has a couple of short stories that she's done. She actually has a lot of short stories. I'm on her website right now. It's really sad. The blog on her website, I'm looking at it now, ends at 2017. And she just basically is like, I'm going to take an indefinite hiatus. Oh, well. Sadness. Maybe she burnt herself out. Yeah, it looks like she published a blog post once a week on different things. I don't know. So I don't know what she's doing. But that's why I'm sad. I hope it wasn't just publishing being terrible and non-supportive of good books. I don't know. We haven't read the third and fourth, but I'm going to assume they're good books because these two are good. Yes. Age level. This is young adult. Content warning. Death, specifically murder, blood, and suicide. Good times. That makes this book sound way more depressing than it is. I mean, most of the depressing stuff is at the end end, so. Yeah. There's a little bit in the beginning when it gets into the home life of the other boy on there, because the first book is a view into the feminine world of Victorian England, and the second one is definitely a look of the male view of the world. And so you learn about urchins and what things people have to put up with. And it's sad all over. <laughs> For poor people, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's not a good time. It's not a good time. It's never been a good time to be poor. Alas. Alas. Judge a by its cover. It's a tower. It's a tower. I was expecting the body to be in the tower, but I guess the body next to the tower is not as cool a title. Yeah, the title of the book is Body at the Tower. It's not in the tower. It's at the tower. At the tower? At the tower. Okay, because that's on me. I had to double check because when I was looking up the book to be able to find it, I was like, Body in the Tower. Body. There is no Body in the Tower. Body. Oh, it's Body at the Tower. Oh. Oh, because it's Spy in the the house, body at the tower, traitor in the tunnel. Okay. Yep. I got this. 
is. We're there now. Interesting. So all the other ones are inns. The last one is rival in the city. So this is the only one where we're at somewhere. It makes sense because the body's at the tower instead of being in the tower. So yeah, it's the next two. Fell down from. And I don't know what tower I was expecting. I thought maybe at a palace or maybe like at Oxford because they have taller things. But for whatever reason, I never thought of the Tower of London until we, I started reading the book and I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> duh. The really famous tower in London, you know. With Big Ben? Yes. <laughs> that might be the tower we are speaking of. Being in construction of, that was really interesting. I found that very interesting. I mean, it's historical information, so that's kind of cool. That's what I like about these books, is she's very good at historical stuff. So I learned a lot about the construction of the Tower of London. Ta-da, now you know. And just like learning about construction nowadays, I'm surprised any building is standing whatsoever. Yeah, it's impressive. Yes. It was just like the first one. I didn't really know what to think about it. It's just vague enough where it's like, okay, murder mystery, duh. But that was pretty much it. <laughs> it's gonna be a murder mystery and there's a tower involved. Just like the last book was all about a spy. In a house. <laughs> in a house. <laughs> it's very descriptive titles. <laughs> I mean, they're accurate titles. Very accurate. So I guess it's judge a book by a title. The covers are kind of, well, there's two covers. I have the one where it's blue, but there's also another one where it is Mary in her dress standing in front of the Tower of London. That's the one I have. And it's also blue. So that one makes it really obvious what the tower is. Yes, it super does. Mine's the other one where... Okay, let me pull it up. Actually, now that I look at this cover, the Tower of London is there, but I forget it's called the Tower of London. I call it Big Ben, so it still did not click with me. It's because we's American and we uncultured like that. So that's still on me. <laughs> did not realize that. I kind of like the more vague covers more than the it's mary standing in front of tower of london that looks like to be the only two the ones with mary on it and the ones that are just kind of vague and a color theme no complaints i prefer the one where it's just colors because vagueness is fun this is fun so to get into it last book you were definitely feeling some vibes between anne and felicity this one gives off the exact opposite vibes because they are so mad at each other constantly nah they're having a lover's Quarrel. It's fine. Felicity accepted a client without Anne agreeing, and that's their whole thing, is they both have to agree. And it's this really big thing, and Felicity's pumped about it because it's for a big person in government. I can't remember who at this point. There it is. Okay. Hired by the new commissioner of works in parliament. It's a pretty big dude to be working for and Felicity's all like, yeah, this will launch us forward and it'll be awesome and we're gonna start having boys be a part of the academy. Maybe not like that specific academy. But she brings that up later. She doesn't bring that up immediately. Yeah, but this whole thing and Anne the entire time is like we shouldn't have taken this contract. I don't agree with this. I don't think we should have boys. We opened this to be about women. What do you mean we're bringing boys into it? And, and Felicity's all like, well, it kind of limits us on the jobs we can take. And Mary has to pretend to be a boy. And thankfully, she's very small, I guess. <laughs> so the 17 year old girl can totally act as a 12 year old boy. So Mary has to figure out how to act like a boy. And thankfully, when she was homeless before, she acted like a boy. So she has experience in it. So it's not like 
just anyone is going out there. But that also brings up a lot of like past trauma for Mary, where she was like, I had to pretend to be a boy. And how do I feel about that? And I had to accept that I was a girl and go through all that. And now I'm having to go back and be a boy again and, and feel like I've made no progress in life. It gets very into Mary's psyche there, which is good. She's still not accepting that she's half Chinese. Well, people don't like the Chinese. No, they're very racist. And so it's not good for her to be Chinese. Yeah, but even personally, she doesn't want to think about it. And she still hasn't got that box because things burned down. So it's a lot. So she's got a lot going on. And then James shows back up just to throw a little bit more ridge in there. She didn't have enough going on. What are your thoughts about Felicity just being like, yeah, let's open this to boys now? It makes sense to some extent. Having like one or two would not be a bad idea. Could be convenient. Yeah. I'm wondering because from Anne's perspective, first of all, this goes against the core mission of everything she's believed of what the agency is for, but they are very small and secretive for a reason. And so if they're opening it up to everybody, and how would a bunch of guys feel about taking jobs from two women and stuff, especially in the time period? I mean, if they brought in men, they probably wouldn't reveal that it's an organization of women. Yeah, but having to do that too, that's a whole other layer of deception. So I see both points because Felicity is definitely looking for growth and how they can do more good. But I think Anne is being a little bit more practical and being like, this seems to be a lot really quickly and maybe not playing to their core strengths. So I kind of see where both are coming from. Felicity probably shouldn't have taken this job without Anne knowing. Either way, that wasn't cool. You're supposed to talk about it. But it's happening. So she's going to pretend to be a boy and go to a construction site because somebody was found dead. They want to know why. And I want to know why. So the dude's John Wick and he fell to his death, quote unquote, from a paper that they show her. And apparently now there's talks that the tower is haunted. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, the tower's haunted. Yeah. And the new commissioner of work is upset about this because it's another delay in a already extremely delayed, bloated budget project. They were supposed to have this done... I don't know the exact line, but like 10 years ago, basically. And for a lot less. But it's still going. No end in sight, a little bit. And they only had three master bricklayers. And so John Wick was one of the three. And with him gone, that sucks. That's one of your three main guys. Yeah, especially because since they're contracted on, so you have to find another person that'll work well with the group. Yeah. And it's the contractee's responsibility to find a new person because it's not someone hired directly through the building company. Which, that was probably how it worked, but it feels a little bit like it already showed how Harkness did not be good at boss. Because they were so understaffed in so many of the departments, and he was just like, find your own people. And it's like, dude, help! Just being like, hey, Keenan, get us a new person. I'm never going to check back in and see if you made any progress. I'm just going to let you be short-staffed. Okay. That's how that works, though. The only thing Harkness could really do would be to hire another group of brickies, a whole other contractee, which would be more money, which would be more expensive than just letting them be. <laughs> and there's no guarantee that that group would work well with the previous group. And he can't get rid of the current group anyway, because the current group is blackmailing him. So it's a whole thing. I was just saying, for me, that was just a starting sign of being like, Harkness, you don't have control of your site, do you? No. So 
Harkness is an interesting character. Like I said, he does not have control of his sight. He is a anti-alcohol, extremely religious, nobody can have alcohol on the sight kind of dude. Teetotaler, yeah. Kind of just sits in his office all day, and I'm not sure what... He's an engineer. I mean, there's no real indication he just sits in his office all day. We just only see him in his office. We don't spend much time looking at Harkness at all. True, but he doesn't seem to do much. He's a businessman working on paperwork. What's he gonna do? He can't work on the site. Yeah, and he's the engineer and he's in charge of the building site. So what do you want him to do? <laughs> he's got foreman to make sure that everything is still running. True. I think it just doesn't help that he's doing so badly and so everything looks bad because he's allowing himself to get blackmailed and a bunch of other stuff that you find out in maybe some sketchy behind the scenes, maybe a little bit of... It's not extortion. What is the crime? Mm, skimming. Yeah, he's skimming the budget. What is that? Embezzlement. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. So a little bit of embezzlement, thus the blackmail, which leads to him being very poor. And even though he has a lot of stuff in his house and hiding that from his wife, I feel bad for his wife, most of all, because she has no idea all this is going on. And so she's living life like normal and he's secretly selling off a bunch of stuff so he can do the blackmail and he's doing the embezzlement. But like even the embezzlement doesn't even begin to cover everything from that. And anyway, this is about the part where James comes in because apparently James's dad was friends with Harkness. They're family friends. They've known him for years. Yeah. And another engineer has to do a report. An inquest? Yes. An inquest. To be like, hey, this death totally wasn't because of unsafe work practices. No, it was an accident. And so... Which he doesn't really hire James. He just tells James that he hires him and forges some documents. And we never really find out why he does that instead of actually hiring James? Well, James wasn't going to do it unless the commissioner himself offered the position. I know, but anything he said, it would be invalid and there still needed to be an inquisition regardless. And so we never really find out why Harkness didn't just actually hire him to do it. I think he was worried James wouldn't take it otherwise. That he was serious and that he was like, I will not take this. But anything James would say would be invalid because he wasn't actually hired to do the thing. So it doesn't matter. I don't think the commissioner had to hire them, though. I think James just wanted the commissioner to do it. I think Harkness was left to his own devices to just get somebody to do the report, basically. Because they talked about that afterwards. And no, they skimmed over it. Yeah, because James gets a letter from the commissioner, and then he comes to find out later that Harkness has totally faked the signature and made up that it happened. Because it seems really shady, especially at that point. And it looks like Harkness was trying to rely on the fact that he's a family friend of James and James was just gonna write it all this stuff off. Even going in he, James takes a lot of pride and he's like I'm not gonna be easy on you just because we know each other so it, I don't necessarily know also why Harkness needed it to be James. Yeah they don't talk about it and Harkness is dead so they can't ask him. Maybe he was just buying time True. Maybe he's just burned that many bridges professionally. I don't know Could be. Cause that was the thing I I couldn't figure out. It's like, why James and not George? 
his brother. George is busy. Now that I think about it, why James? Why did it have to be James Harkness? Are things so dire in the community that you're like, only this person that has been away in India for a year that I vaguely knew when he was a child. They knew each other for years. Can write this report. So that's how James gets involved with the construction site. So Mary's on the construction site trying to investigate as well, which you can definitely tell the commissioner didn't know about James because he hired the agency. I wonder how he found out about the agency now. So many questions. Anyway, Mary is on the Bricky team trying to figure out and talk to everybody and is being in the assistant and whatever. She's a runner. She just helps the Brookies that first day and then she's on the T round after that. Yes. And then James comes on the site because he's doing the inquest. And then she gets assigned to help him because he needs a second runner because he's still kind of weak because of the malaria and fever for, that he got from India. Yeah, and Harkness has taken a real liking to him specifically. Well, her, Mary. Being Mark. Mark him. Yeah. And immediately James knows it's Mary. And I kind of love that. <laughs> what are you doing here? He just totally plays along with him the entire time Mary's freaking out. Like, does he know? Does he know? Does he know? And you get to James's chapter and he's like, I know. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> immediately I knew. I didn't like like the James and Mary romance as much in the first book, but I am for it in the second one. Malaria has humbled James and now he's just so much better. He's not being a chauvinist pig all the time. He's just kind of accepts that Mary's, he's curious and then Mary has to lie and is like, I'm totally writing a book. That's why I'm doing this. I love how they buy that. Like both men she tells that to just totally buy that. And I'm like, why is that logical? Why is that like, oh, okay. I feel like the reporter doesn't buy it, but he doesn't care enough to actually (laughs) get another reason. He's like, whatever. Keep your secrets. Yeah. He's like, okay. (laughs) That's the one you want to go with. But James is just like, yeah, you can totally write a book. For sure. And he doesn't question it. He's just like, yep, this is a thing. Is it that he doesn't question it, or is he just so happy that Mary's there that he doesn't care? Could be. Like I said, because the end of the last book, I was like, I don't want them to get back together. I don't want to see James ever again. I'm glad he's going to India, whatever. And you were like, no, he comes back. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) And he's so much better in this book. I'm for it. And there are so many times where she'll be dressed up as a boy and he just starts kissing her. And she's like, dude, if somebody walks in on us right now. and He's like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm rich. They can think I'm into it's actually a little, okay, it's a little gross when you spell it out like that. <laughs> he's just like, they can think I'm into little boys, it's fine. But it's just, ah, uh, he's just so bought into romance and stuff. And Mary's pretty bought into the romance too. And so it's just, it's good. It makes me happy. So that's going on this entire time. There's actually like a lot of little subplots, isn't there? Because mm-hmm. some of the other smaller subplots, it's like Jenkins. Okay, so in the last book, she helped a man by getting her into the agency. Oh, getting her into the boarding school. Yes. She's not in the agency. She's just in the boarding school. Sorry, that's what I meant. She's in the boarding school and could potentially, if she shows promise. But either way, she gets an education. And that's the important thing. And isn't ruined because she was fired under false pretenses and whatever. But this one, she helps a boy who is a bricky, And Keenan is a terrible person. Just eats the ever-living life out of Jenkins so bad 
bad that this dude gets an infection. Any open wound in that time period was likely to get an infection. Getting beat within an inch of his life had nothing to do with it, other than it actually drawing blood. But the hygiene in that time period is absolute trash. I'm trying to remember what the infraction was. They were mucking about with trying to get a certain number of bricks on the brick loader carried the hod. That's right. And they fell down and some of them cracked and one of them broke. And so he was trying to teach them a lesson to not play with supplies, but he took it too far. He took it way too far. That's what I'm saying. So he took a belt and he whipped this child 11? 11, 12 times so hard that he has open wounds and is bleeding. I think the other dude Reed stopped him and then Harkness came out and was like, what are you doing? Yeah, somebody had to stop him. And then Harkness saved Mary because she was about to get the same thing and it'd be like, oh crap, I'm a girl. Different parts and it would have been very obvious. So she got saved. But yeah, I'm just like Keenan. So because he gets this infection, he's not able to work and since he's the only one making any money for him and his sisters, because he claims he's living with his dad and his sisters. But he's not because he died. They are orphaned. Yup. So Mary does everything she can to like get the money and stuff and she doesn't take all of the they run a side business, Jenkins does, and then Mary takes it up when she does the tea runs, where they take more money and they actually get alcohol. Alcohol from the nearby tavern and then put it in the tea in a specific second teapot so that when Harkness comes to get his tea, he doesn't get any alcohol. So they make money through this. And in the beginning, Mary and Jenkins aren't good because... Jenkins thinks Mary's stealing his job. Yeah. But I mean, after a little tussle, they're fine because that's apparently how boys work. I I will never claim to understand. I, yeah, he became okay with that very quickly, only because knowing what we know now, considering that was a huge income for him and his family, and they were living in the sub-basement of someone's rundown house. It wasn't even a basement. It wasn't a room. It was under the floors. And this huge income. I, he does make Mary split it with him, but still. He did let that go a little easily. <laughs> now that I'm like, that's a little life or death. Anyway, so Mary starts bringing more and more of that money and claiming like, oh, they're just paying super well. She goes one time and then the second time she goes, he's gone. And she's like, well, crap. Can't help him if he's gone. She ends up running into him by chance. Because she's looking for Reed and she ends up at Reed's place and then she happens to run into the kid. She finds out that Reed, who is the third Bricky, took Jenkins and his sisters in. Yeah. And Jenkins like, yeah, Reed took us in. It's like, okay, good. I know Reed does it because of a guilty conscience, but good. Somebody, please take this child in. And so Jenkins a little bit worships Reed and Reed's one of Mary's suspects, so she has to be careful. But they start teaming up and doing stuff together. At the end of the book, at the very, very end of the book. Yes. And how does she help Jenkins? I'm trying to remember. The one time that she goes, she brings him some bread and the money. And then after that, it doesn't matter because Reed's watching out for him and Reed doesn't get arrested like the other guys. Oh, that's what it is. Sorry, I'm at the very end. Mary gets Jenkins hired on at the Easton's business. Oh, yes, that's right. And so he has good employment where he makes more money and he does not have to worry about being beaten within an inch of his life or a brick. Sigh. We have our charity person for the book. I wonder if that's a thing in every single one where it's like we have a charity case in every single 
Jungle Book. So that's the subplot. Yes. Along with the romance and the Mary's existential crisis and Anne and Felicity fighting. And then there's a maid at the place that Mary is staying as Mark. Oh, right. The Chinese girl. Yeah. And Mary keeps being like, oh, she only likes me because I look a little bit Chinese. And I'm like, Mary, I think she has a crush on you. Or at least a crush on Mark. And then it's a little bit sad because Winnie follows her around and is trying to introduce him to her family. And it's like, Winnie, no, you don't understand. And Mary's so dense. Because Winnie follows her one day. Mary thinks it's Keenan because Keenan at this point is a suspicious dude and probably a murderer and seems suspicious of her. But you find out it's Winnie and then Winnie's wanting her to come and eat at her family's house and Mary's still dense about why? And she's just like denies her Chinese heritage and stuff. No, Winnie already knows she's Chinese at this point. Yeah, and sorry, that's what I meant. That's at the point where she decides she just needs to deny her heritage from then on. Ah. But she's so on the fact is like, oh, it's just because I look Chinese. And I'm like, she has a crush on you! Because she's Chinese. So that's where that ends. I'm <laughs> a little sad about that. A little closure would have been nice on the Winnie thingy, but that's a subplot that doesn't really... It goes somewhere in the extent it affirms in Mary's mind how she should feel about her Chinese heritage going forward. And I'm sure in book three or four... It'll come back up. It'll come around. Yeah. An acceptance at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those books, the third or the fourth one, is based majority around... That's not a word. It's totally a word. What are you talking about? That's not a word. I'm going to roll with it. Mainly around Mary trying to figure out stuff with her Chinese heritage. With her dad, especially. Yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if he was still alive. Just from the way that that was set up. Yeah. So, okay. Now I'm looking at it. Because now I'm curious. Let's see. The plot of the next book is Queen Victoria herself as a petty thief at Buckingham Palace. And so Mary gets hired for the case. Nice. And then rivals in the city. Mary's detective skills are pitted against an opponent. It doesn't really say the little excerpt I have right here. So it may be a main subplot in one of those two. Yeah. Or at least like the last one where it wasn't the biggest thing, but it was like a really big part. Yeah. But it wouldn't have made the synopsis of the book necessarily. Right. Oh, well. (laughs) We haven't even talked really about Octavius. Octavius! I kind of hope Octavius Jones shows up in another book. He is a investigator. A reporter. Investigative reporter. For a rag. Complete trash magazine but also a little bit he's right sometimes he's so smart and then what he writes is such trash and he may just write trash because he's writing for a trash magazine and that sells probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) he keeps badgering mary and he'll pop up in the weirdest places and whatever and i don't know i kind of love his character he's not lovable at all but he's kind of fun in that he's a little bit of a heel and he's both used as an assistance to Mary and a hindrance and it's kind of fun. It was a fun time whenever he showed up. It wasn't always a good time, but it was a fun time. I hope he shows up again. He's set up to show up again. He probably will. I'd be down for that. I like Octavius Jones. So he shows up in a lot of things. He is investigating the murder. I think he's the one the newspaper, I don't think they say if the newspaper from the very beginning is 
is from the Eye of London, but I think it's implied. They mention it one time and I can't remember. It's near the beginning. He's the one circulating the ghost rumors, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do much to circulate ghost rumors with workers. That's a common thing on ships, too, especially in this time period. Because hallucinations, man. It's that opium, dog. Opium and the lack of proper ventilation. And let's not even get into what was in the building materials. (laughs) Let's not even get into how the river smelled at this point in time. I love this book for being so honest about that. Because I feel like it's so romanticized. And I feel like this is the first series that has ever been like, dude, it's... Again, you're reading the wrong fantasy books. Of course, this is more historical fiction. I read a ton of historical fiction. This isn't the first time I've come across that the river is absolutely atrocious. Growing up, the only thing... I don't know if I read any books from this time period, actually, that was set in this time period. Hi, a lot of books mention that the river is atrocious. Now that I've actually started reading more in it, I found out, okay, this is a very popular time period for murder mysteries. I have found so many in this time period now. Yes. Most of them just avoid the Thames in general. Yep. And so they just don't talk about it. Well, yeah, because the Thames is disgusting. Yeah, and so I love that this book was just like, no, let's talk about it. It's nasty. Oh my gosh. I continuously find that funny only because I had this preconceived notion of not thinking about it. (laughs) She was just like, no. Anyway, Octavius is a sketchy dude and he's investigating stuff and he's actually really good at investigating (laughs) because he gets stuff out of Reed and he wants to interview Harkness and James keeps shoving him off and stuff, but he and Mary keep meeting up in this sort of rival way of you tell me what you have, I'll tell you what I have but in a really guarded way it's good and he finds out that mary's a girl no he figures it out on his own he doesn't find out he's just like that's a girl yeah and i'm trying to think when it it was a very surreptitious moment she accidentally looked in on him interviewing reed in a restaurant and he caught the expression she had on her face and was like That's a girl. That's an adult. (laughs) That's not a boy. Yeah. You're an adult. I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) be. You're an adult. And so he's really smart. He figured stuff like that out. And all these other people are around her all the time. And just from one glance, he's like, I got your number. I love it. And he keeps just popping out of the fog to bother Mary in the morning. I like him. James gets jealous at one point. It's like, what are you and Octavius talking together? What's going on here? And Mary has to be like, I swear, he's just a reporter that's hassling me. And James is like, okay. But yeah, during that fight is when she was like, oh, I'm working on a book. And James is impressed and it just wants to kiss her and be all romantic. And I'm like, so much better. Because old James would be like, a woman writing? What? He wasn't quite that bad. He felt that bad. I did not like him as much as I liked this James. Also, that's really weird to say because my husband. I hope you like James. I have never read a book with the main character, Sarah. But it's going to happen one day and it's going to throw me for a trip just like this one a little bit does when you know the person the name is someone you know it's weird honey this james is not that james when you know the person not even a little bit no this one has malaria fever no had nope i'm still in the process of having a little bit no had you can have relapses yeah he relapses at the end because he keeps pushing himself well yeah he's a man gotta take charge be a man at the end when they're trying to confront keenan and he 
he's just trying to walk up the stairs and takes whatever stimulant it is and is like, it's fine. He's like, no, no, it ain't fine. What are you doing? And Mary's desperately trying to be like, you just rest here. I'll go on ahead. But he's like, no, I must continue. I'm a man. So he gets to the top of the tower and he's trash because he's so exhausted and sick. No, he's not trash until the stimulant wears off. He's hyperactive and weird up until the stimulant wears off. We've talked this whole time and we haven't even really talked about the mystery. That's such a side thing, apparently, for this book. It is, kind of. There's so much else going on, you don't really think about it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's this dude, John Wick, and he was a bricklayer. And Keenan, him, and Reed are the brickies. And they come up with this plot. To take a small percentage of supplies, like nails. Yeah, they get Harkness in on it. With cooking the books so they can get away with it. I think they're selling the stuff. And so they're probably giving Harkness a cut of the money. On the side, yeah. Which they really end interesting thing is they loop Harkness in and then they manage to blackmail him in a way that Harkness doesn't realize at first that it is them. No, no, no. He knows. He just doesn't care at first because they're like, give us a pound or we'll tell. A pound a week or something like that. He's like, I can do that. That's nothing. That's fine. And then they start increasing the amount and that's when it starts getting gross. And by then he's already been paying to stop the blackmail. And so it's worse than it could be. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where it's bankrupting him personally. Which, poor James. This is a great way to look at your family friend that you were hoping the best of, but also very suspicious of at the same time. So that's a plot going on. Sorry, also going through my notes. There's this whole thing where all the servants in James's house are suspicious of them, and it's just, I also love that. Nah, there's a cute in this book. Anyway, back to murder. Murder. So also, while all this is going on, John Wick has a wife. John Wick has a wife, and they have like eight kids, and she's pregnant again. They have so so many kids. They have a brood. I just realized I have John Wick on here twice on my character list. No, no, that's the son named after John Wick. Okay, never mind. Yeah, there's, let's see, I'm just gonna see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six kids and a baby, so seven, and then she's pregnant. So there's eight kids. Well, if she manages to make it through this next birth or the kid makes it, though, she's clearly made it through seven, so she'll probably be fine. But still, jeez. But yes, yeah, so Reed and Wick had a big blowout over that. Because Reed is in love with the wife and he's pissed off at John. He's like, how dare you? Just constantly impregnating her even though it's a risk to her health. And they do not have the money for this. You don't need more babies. You do not need more babies. But birth control is apparently not a thing. and Not a thing. That's why Reed is mad at John because, I don't know, is abstinence the only way? And John's just not about that life, I guess. I think that's the implication. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm sure it's like abstinence is the only way. And he's like, but I work hard time, do labor things, deserve the thing with the stuff. Because, man. So Reed's pissed at him. Fair. It's totally not okay. She's not doing well. The kids are not doing super well. You don't make the money to support this many kids. And you have a baby on the way. He's like, it's my wife. I do what I want because, you know, women are property and all that jazz. And scientifically, no 
what we know, it takes 18 months after pregnancy for the body to be like, okay, we good. And she has an infant and she's already pregnant again. That's not healthy. Nope. Uh, and I think she had twins at some point. Yep. Uh, it's a lot and it sucks. Mary goes in disguise to talk to the wife and there's this whole thing where James goes to talk to the wife too. And yeah, that's another part. That was before she was like, oh, I'm writing a book and admitted who she is because he was like, okay, so you're pretending to be a 12-year-old boy, but you're also pretending to be a charity woman at this random woman's house. What is going on? Suspicious. Why are you being suspicious? And Mary's having to hide because the agency, it's a secret organization. He can't know the truth except for the end when they're like, he should know the truth. Yeah, but she doesn't tell him the truth about the agency. She tells him the truth about her, which is different. Yeah. Just with nowadays judicial system, it boggles my mind that we used to hang children for housebreaking. Yeah. There's a lot of things about that time period that boggles my mind. Sorry, John Mulaney joke, where it's like, do you know before forensics, it was like, you're at a crime scene and there's a pool of blood and it's like, detective, inspector, there's a pool of blood. And he's like, gross, clean that up. Now back to my hunch. Gross, clean that up. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> and I've done a little bit of research on, on that now, just out of curiosity. Like, police didn't ever bring people. Like, just random people would bring people and be like, he did and then they would have a trial. There's so many things wrong. Anyway, it was my neighbor, officer. I swear I saw him do it. It's him. Okay, we'll put him away. It was Jerry. I've always hated Jerry. <laughs> if the murders don't stop, then we'll know we got it wrong. <laughs> Why did they never catch Jack the Ripper? It couldn't be because they had no idea what they were doing. I wonder why. I like the theory that it was a woman. I think that's fun. It's honestly baffling how we survived as a humanity before forensics sometimes. I mean, if you look at... I've been listening to Sawbones a lot because that's my depression podcast, right? And they talk a lot about medicine back in that time period, too. And when they talk about medicine back in that time period, you're like... How have we survived as a species? How are we alive? How did doctors not just kill us all <laughs> with trying to figure out how to keep us alive? <laughs> like, it used to be the four humors, right? Oh my gosh. Black pile, yellow pile, blood, and phlegm, right? And the cure for most things was bleeding. I know. The plague. It is like, I wonder how bad it would have been if they weren't constantly opening wounds. Again, infected. I mean, don't even get me started about the time period when the solution was to drill a hole in your head, but that's further back in time. That's back when, you know, you gotta let the demons out. Gotta drill a hole in the head to release the demons. That'll get rid of the fever. Oh, lobotomies have a long storied history. That's not lobotomy. Oh. I'm not talking about lobotomy. I'm talking about drilling a hole in the forehead to release the demon causing the fever. Lobotomy was done by a guy who decided it was a thing with an ice pick and a grapefruit and that's how he practiced. And then he would go around because he was ambidextrous. He could do it with both hands and he'd show off and he'd do it with both hands. Teaching people how to give lobotomies. There's a whole Sawbones episode on this. It's my depression podcast. I know way too much about this now. Anyway. Which is so, I 
okay, we're going on a tangent, but it's crazy because it's like the Romans had a natural birth control, but they over farmed it and now it doesn't exist anymore. Thanks, guys. But it's like they had good science and then the good science would go away. And then we would have some good science again and then the good science would go away. Like the Egyptians had a pregnancy test that worked pretty well. Oh, yeah. Egyptians had it down. Egyptians knew what the frick frack was going on, man. Every time Sawbones looks at Egyptians, they're like, yeah, they had a, a decent idea about what was going on. And then we threw everything out the window. <laughs> and the Romans still believed in like the humans and stuff, but they still had some decent. Yeah. Romans also were chill with like the gays and the transvestites, too. Like Romans were chill, man. Depending on which part of Rome, because Rome's been around. Rome's a very breaching. But yes, there were times when they were. Yes. The Romans could be chill, man. (laughs) But they could also be terrible. Anyway. Yeah. It didn't matter when we hit the Dark Ages and everything got thrown out the window and we went back to the Four Humors and all that. Another great example. Everything got thrown out the window and everything got worse. Everything got thrown out the window. And so that was what I was saying. It's like, it's really interesting over time how it goes up and down and up and down. Anyway, this really long rant. At some point, we're going to talk about why John got murdered. Harkness murdered John. Harkness pushed John off the roof when John threatened to rape his wife. John Wick left a note for Harkness being like, hey, meet me in the tower. And then they were going to extort him for even more money. And he doesn't have it. Harkness just did not have the money at this point. It was stupid that they kept blackmailing him for more money. It would have been better if they blackmailed him for a reasonable amount for longer instead of just... Anyway, they're not the smartest blackmailers. Moving on. We're not the smartest cookies in the jar. I mean, we still don't know what Keenum is using that money for, so he may have needed more money. Yeah. I don't know. But John then starts threatening him and then threatening his wife. And so Harkness threw him off the tower. Well, in a fit of passion, threw him off the tower. Yeah, they were fighting and it just so happened he fell off. Like, Harkness didn't be like, push. Yeah. They were fighting. And then it happened and he was like, oh, well, I'm not mad about this. I will never tell a soul. And so that's another reason he's been trying to cover up the murder a little bit and be like, it was an accident. It was an accident. It was an accident. The moron was up on the tower. Had no right to be up there. So they found out this whole plot and up to this point, Reed has been a suspect. Harkness has been a suspect. Keenan has been a suspect. I think she just really focuses on those three and really dives into them as suspects and whatever. And Harkness and Keenan are in the tower fighting. So the final showdown happens. Mary finds Keenan on his way to the workhouse. Mary realizes that Keenan is the one that was in Harkness's office. He burglared Harkness's office. I was not surprised that it was Keenan. As soon as she described him, I'm like, that's Keenan. And she was like, who was that person? I'm like, that was Keenan. And, and so later on, she's like, oh my gosh, it's Keenan. I'm like, yeah, it's Keenan. It was Keenan. Not surprising. The super suspicious guy was doing super suspicious things. Mind-boggling. Harkness leaves a note for Keenan. He's like, meet me at the top of the tower. Yeah, and so he leaves a note and is like, hey, your payment's in the Belfry. That's the mad dash where James and Mary are like, we have to make it. And James takes a stimulant and they're going good, except the tower's really tall and I feel like about halfway. That's when James starts dying a little bit. But anyway, they eavesdrop on the conversation going on and it's like all the loose ends and Harkness is like, I'm not gonna pay you any longer. 
Not like that. Sorry. Up until this point, Mary and James realize that Harkness has decided that there's no way out of this and he's a little bit suicidal or very. Oh no, he's super suicidal. His plan is to take Keenan out with him. Basically, he's going to jump from the tower and he's going to take Keenan with him. That is the plan at this point. And so he's not afraid of him. He's just like, I'm going to do this thing. And he vaguely is like, Keenan, I'm going to make sure you get yours. Total, they managed to get. So I think it was 200 pounds. It just doesn't sound like a lot with today's money. Inflation. Let's see. 200 pounds in Victorian money. We're going to pick a random year in the Victorian era. We're going to say it's 1850. 200 pounds in today's dollars. All right. So that's about... Oh, crap. 200 pounds in 1815 Victorian England, after all that conversion, is... 35,000 US dollars. That's a lot. And that was in a 10 month period. Holy crap. That is more than some Americans make in an entire year. And he was doing that. Like, that's a lot of money. Okay. So it was split three ways. And so, yeah, I definitely see how he was quickly running out of because it was also on a scale, too. Because in the beginning, it was like, what, one pound, two pounds a week? Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Anyway, okay, so that's what it was. Keenan was the one who was like, yeah, I'll let you in on half the profit. And then Wick went around and blackmailed him on the other end. So Keenan starts to attack Harkness at this point. And that's when James is like, haha, I am here. And this surprises Harkness. And so he falls back and he's going to take Keenan with him. It's this whole thing where like Keenan's almost falling off and James has his legs. And and where the clock is supposed to be is like the whole. And so Mary and James are desperately trying to pull Keenan in. And Keenan's got a hold of Harkness. So they get a pulley to get Keenan because they're both too weak to do it themselves. And just as they have Keenan back into the building, Keenan drops Harkness. Because he's a he's a horrible person. Yep. Not going to say cuss words for you to have to edit out later. And then Keenan grabs Mary and is like dangling her outside of the tower. He's like, James, you better cover up everything Wick and Keenan did. And Mary's like, no, don't do it. And James is like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to do it. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. But Mary hears the police coming. I don't know how Keenan doesn't hear this, but she like hears them arrive. Because he's Dumb. And then here's them coming up the tower. Well, there's not sirens, and it's not like she has much else to pay attention to other than the ground. The sounds around her in the ground. So she's like, no, we can't do this. And so she kicks Keenan. Well, she smirks to get him to bring her in closer, and then... Yeah. And he lets her go, and so she's about to die. fall out of this tower, but she manages to grab the lip of the tower, and Keenan runs off, and so James saves her. And many cases are shared. Thankfully, they're caught by James's coachman and not by the police. Because I'm pretty sure that illegal if you're going to be straight up caught by the police of all people. It's one thing to be caught by your servants. It's another thing to be like police. Anyway, the coachman shows up and is just like, hey, uh, I was worried about James. And so he's the one who catches her and whatever. I like Barker too. I kind of like all their servants. There's two specifically is Barker and the housekeeper. The housekeeper who's like, okay, person who's pretending to be a boy. Because she bathes Mary and you're like, okay, you're pretending to be a boy. This is weird. Not gonna question it. Like a good housekeeper. <laughs> Keep your secrets. Anyway, so the police catch Keenan because he's running down the tower. He doesn't 
doesn't have anywhere to go. So he gets caught and he's charged with the murder. Reed marries the woman he's in love with and they escape. Wicks widow. Apparently, Reed disappears. At, we're so scattered. I'm so sorry. Reed disappears at some point and Mary is like, that's suspicious. But you find out it's because Keenan's like, if you leave town and keep quiet, we'll leave you alone and not kill you. That would be great. And you find out Reed was down with the embezzlement, but not with the blackmail. And he tried to use his earnings for good. And that's why he took in Jenkins and his sisters. So he gets away. Cool. And he gets to marry Jane and happily ever after and whatnot. And Mary gets Jenkins hired on in Easterns, like we talked about earlier. And you're right. Mary is like, oh, I used to be a thief as a child. And under an assumed name. And James is like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I'm glad that she explains something. Because you're right. I think he would be a really good agent for the agency. If they were going to have people if they were gonna branch out because he's basically helped her solve two cases at this point yep they make a good team they make a good team Ugh. so she doesn't explain about the agency you're right she just is like hey i used to be a thief as a child he's like oh my gosh that's crazy and then the book ends with this really strange encounter with octavius and is he a spy maybe is this his cover writing for a trashy thing and he's a spy maybe is he the rival in the city if you want to come back in book four? I don't know. I have no concept of what the other books are about or who is in them. That's just my guesstimation at this point. It's like you said, he's set up to come back. There's something up with Octavius. I hope he comes back. You should. And then that's how the book ends. Dun, ta-da, 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 ta-da. Dun, I just think it would be so cool if James joined the agency and then they got married and then that's just what they did as a married couple. That's how they bond. <laughs> they solve murder mysteries as agents. I guess James still needs to have a day job so they actually make money and stuff. But you get to my point. That would be cute. I'm for it. They can just solve mysteries together. That sounds like a great bonding experience. General thoughts are I liked it. It's a good book. There were a lot of really good things in the first one. I don't know if she just like found her rhythm and I don't know. I just think the second one's better. Yeah, I liked it the second time reading through. That obviously gets a little bit ahead. It's like, which one do you prefer at this point? But I prefer the second one. I think that's been pretty obvious. I liked all the subplots and stuff. I think it also helps. We're not dealing with an Angelica in this book. And I'm like, fire. Ugh. I don't feel bad for you. You're a terrible person. Like even the equivalent of maybe Harkness or something. But okay. I did like the reveal in the first book where I didn't see it coming who did it versus this one where it was really obvious it was Keenan. Mm -hmm. They were all in on it. Not so much a surprise, but more of what happened in the end because it's a little bit muddied who did what versus the first one where it's like, nope, the wife did it. Surprise! And then she kidnaps James. So that ending was also a little bit more dramatic. I don't... ah, They're both good. I prefer the romance in the second one and so I think that's why I prefer the second book in general. Yeah, I thought the second one felt more like a mystery than the first one. The first one felt more like a, haha, I got you. So I like the second one more than the first. Yeah, because they figured everything out and it was just clearing up some facts at the end. One question for the author. Why'd you stop? Oh my gosh. Please come back. That'll be the question until the end of the time, won't it? We love you. I know. Oh my gosh. Alas. That's why I'm really hoping it wasn't the publishers being trash. I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah, hopefully she wasn't bullied out of writing or something. Yeah, or just didn't get the support and they were like, we're not going to support you anymore. And so she's like, well, I can't keep writing books then. Alas, because the publisher would own the series and she couldn't just publish them on her own, you know? 
Let's see. I'm pretty sure she did it traditional. Yeah, it's a public random house. So they own the copyright to the series. So she couldn't just go off and be like, I'm going to write my own fifth book because they own the creative property. <sighs> Alas, I hope she's happy doing whatever she is currently doing. Well, yes, I agree. I would love for her to come back. At least write something else. She has a lot of short stories. Maybe I'll look at those a little bit. She has a lot of short stories on those. I'm really curious why after writing The Feminine View, where she was a lady's companion, and you were able to see that side of things, why when she was like, okay, for the second one, I'm going to show the male side. And she chose specifically a construction site. Mm. Maybe even because it would so easily get James and Mary back in the same place again. But I am curious. Women were very limited in the roles that they could fulfill. And that's kind of the whole point of the agency. So I'm not, at least like a lady's companion made a lot of sense. She's not necessarily old enough to be a governess or anything like that. But I'm curious because there was a lot more avenues that she could have explored. But I guess I kind of answered my own question. I bet it's because James is an engineer. And so it would make sense to be on a construction site where there are other engineers so he can come in and be like engineer 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 and run into each other that's how engineers talk right no <laughs> they don't just say their job like pokemon i mean the only engineer that i know at the moment doesn't say anything so um <laughs> fair and do what they want oh my goodness rating i had a hard time and i just put finding love again out of 10 i really like this book it made me happy and it gave me the warm fuzzies and I just like the book and I like the romance and it just gave me the happies because not all romance sub romantic subplots actually feel like romance but this one was good and I was happy I think he was better in the second one because he was just like wow you're amazing and I'm like yes she is amazing thank you for noticing that well built Lego brick tower out of 10 not partially constructed <laughs> <laughs> no, well built because you have all these tiny pieces, right? And then you build it into a tower and then all the pieces fit perfectly together. It's nice and smooth and it looks really good. Well built Lego tower out of 10. I like it. Read again. I would read it again. I have read it again. If you have read it again, would you read it again again? Yeah, probably not immediately, but it'll probably come back around. Yeah, it's good. Because I knew so long that I was Keenan, I don't think knowing the end would ruin anything for me. Thank you for exploring Body at the Tower. I'm Sam Reiner. And I'm Lizzie Sawyer. And we hope to see you and a friend here next time. <laughs> Escape with Me Book Club is a Lunar Skull production. Check us out on TikTok or Instagram to keep up to date with us. Lunar underscore S-K-U-L-K.